action. Did it reverse this time. Welcome back to another episode of Rip Through It Podcast. This is your co-host Mitch Robinson and Sean Tobin, episode 12. Yeah, we're getting on. Yeah, so you thought it was 11, but it's 12. Yeah, got that wrong. That's all right. Well, we'll learn from that uh, to yeah. start the day. Um, big week in footy. There's a lot of lot of talking points. Um, some that you can't kind of want to touch on, some that I don't because it's been saturated in the news. Yeah. I'm trying to look on the Herald Sun site, the AFL site, and it's just pretty much one topic. So, yeah, which we won't. We, will, oh, we might end up talking yeah, about it, but we yeah. might not. Who knows? We'll see yeah. how we go. You have to tune in to listen about that. But yep. um, a big week for us just happened. Uh, we got another win, which is really good for the footy club, beating Hawthorne Hawks for the third time in a row. Yeah. How's Fagan's heart rate going at the moment? Cause you, oh, mate. You've, you've given him a few scares in the last few yeah, weeks. Yeah, yeah. The thing is, one of those... Uh, like, every player... But we've had a few of these games this year, how, like, someone's playing against their old club. So we got Hodgie and Fags playing against Hawthorne. We got Charlie Cameron playing against Adelaide. Frio, we had Frio. We had Frio with Lockie Neal lost that one unfortunately. Um, and we had who else? Did we have Jared Lyons against Gold Coast, and now we've got me against Colton this week. So it's like, yeah. bar the Frio game, we've won all our yeah. rival games, I guess. Yeah. So it's it's a, it's a good thing. Uh, the boys seem pretty happy after the game, but. That one was definitely on the calendar, I think, for some people at the club. I'm not going to yeah. name who, but I guess you can put two and two together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, uh, it was a very happy change rooms after the games for sure. And I, I, I reckon if there's one week you probably don't want to play Carlton, it's, it's it seems week. to be like that. Yeah, yeah. So well, yeah, we saw what happened with uh, North Melbourne, but also, they also had a good win against Bulldogs uh, a week before. They did, they did. Yeah. So you can't yep. really say, oh, they miraculously just won that game against. Um, yeah, yeah. Although, um, I, I mean, I, I think Carlton will, will have a pretty spirited performance this week. Yeah, 100%. Um, you, you'd be silly not to think they're going to come out hard and try and, you know, put everything they can on the table and we'll say try and rough us up, but I would dare say they're going to come out very high-spirited and, and show their passion that they got. So, yeah, we'll, yeah we've got some things in place. We're not too too worried about that. We've got to worry about uh, our process first before we start worrying about what's going on down their camp, but... It's been a massive week down there, and it's been taking up all the news. Fox Footy on the yeah, Fox we've, here. We've, we've seen got a pop up about ten times yeah, in the I last know. five minutes. But my man David Teague, he's actually um, very happy for him to get the interim coach jo- yes. coaching job. I, yes. I had him for a couple of years at Colton. Um, very like players love him. He's uh, he's one of the boys type of thing. So uh, they'll be playing for him this week for sure. So he was at Colton, then he went to West Coast, and then to Adelaide, where he met Charlie Cameron, and they have a really strong bond too. Oh, and yeah. obviously he knows Mitch McGovern from yep. there. So and now he's back at back at the Blues and he's uh, coaching there. So shout out to him. He's done very well. Another shout out to my man Kenny Hunter, former Colton great. Um, got inducted to the Hall of Fame last night. Yes, um, very happy for yes. him. I didn't okay. know I was happening. I sent him all yes. messages last night. They are kind of with my mum and dad. Him and his partner Mandy Hunter. They were my mum and dad type thing. Um, when I first got to Melbourne, they were really really good for me and my development as a human being. So congratulations, mate. You uh, thoroughly deserve that. He's yeah. courageous as all hell and he's from WA and, yeah, I just love the way he played the game. I didn't yeah. really know who he was at the time, but... Um, yeah. I know now. <laughs> now you know. If you don't know, now you know. Yeah, so yeah. Um, back to the game. Yeah, it was a good win. Um, seven and four. Could easily be seven and three if you won against Fremantle, but um, we got the Blues and we got the buy. so that's how, that's how it's all going. Yeah, are you looking forward to the... The buy, I know some players who I've been speaking with sort of, oh, I suppose, get to the halfway point of the season, probably don't realise that they need the break until it, it comes. Are you kind of looking forward to the buy? Or, because some teams almost feel like, and I probably put Brisbane in this 
position where you've got such a wave of momentum, you just want to keep carrying that through. Yeah. I would have thought, but what? Where do you sit with the with the buy? I can't wait for the buy. Yeah. Um, it's a good chance to get you know get the body a bit of a rest, um, bit of family time. Um, I for us it, it doesn't really phase us too much because the last two years our second halves have been our better halves um, of the year. So I think in our first year with phase we won like three or four games in the back half of the year and we won five for the year. So yeah. our back half's been generally really good. Um, last year the same thing, won four games and our back I think we we're one and nine or one and ten yeah, at the okay, halfway yeah. mark. So yeah. it wasn't that great. And then we came out and won you know a few games in a row. Then went from there. So a lot of players looking forward to the buy, but obviously we've got a big game this week, but. Um, it's chances to get away, refresh, um, and go from there. But so we'll, we'll touch on that towards the towards the end of um, uh, of today's show. But the uh, let, let's start with the umpires because okay, um, and, and we're not in the business of, of no, bagging the arms. But uh, there was some interesting the people's podcast. You don't we don't want yeah. to no, 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 not, not on the, the people's, color, yeah. not on the people's podcast. But and we've not up the, in here. We've, we've given the we've given the umps a, a good run this year. Yeah, we have. Um, but there was is some, it our fault they keep popping up, or is uh, it just because I don't look, want to seem like that guy? It, it always does happen on a Wednesday and Thursday, so I don't know mm. whether we play a role in that. Okay, so okay. we we may have to uh, we may have to we'll look into that. reconsider that. But our market research doesn't sell us <laughs> otherwise. Uh, but there was some, there was some interesting, uh, I suppose, commentary around Charlie Cameron and the yeah. treatment that he got from, from Ben Stratton on the on the weekend. And yep. I don't know whether you saw it in real time, but... No, I wish I did. I mean, it didn't look great on, on camera. No, so looking back at it, um, and we've talked about it internally, about um, how to go about talking to the umpires and, you know, the mutual respect you try and get. Um, I'd, it's hard not to see the footage. Um, I saw it on, you know, on Fox and on the AFL site that... Charlie was obviously being manhandled, the quotation marks, manhandled um, during the game. He's getting a lot of punches in the arms. He's getting pinched, which I thought was illegal as well. Um, and so the, he got pinched. Yeah, he was getting pinched a lot. Okay. And he was getting punched from behind. Like little punches that don't really do anything. But like yeah. over over a course of a game, like that's just so frustrating. Yeah. Um, and like a lot of players have these tactics, but like we've got a couple of players on our team who, you know, are pretty physical. Um, Nick Robbo and myself, um, pretty much our whole back line really, but... To have um, for Charlie to be receive on the receiving end of that um, really frustrates me. And just seeing that footage, it doesn't look good with um, Andrew Stevens, the umpire yeah. there. So, so do you have more of an issue, not of the actions, but I rather the, the actions, but just but nipping in the bud. The, yeah. But rather the response from the umpire. I'd say the res- I'd say the response and like annoys me. Um, yeah. Considering like we're trying to bridge that gap between the players and the umpires and making sure it's a respectful game. We've obviously seen the thing come out about the, you know, the green maggot from the, from the player in the Richmond yeah. crowd who got three yep. game ban. We'll talk about that in a minute, but yep. I think umpires can stop so much before it actually continues. Like he could have just said, look, if you do that against free kick, if he keeps doing it, pay a free kick. Yeah. Nothing really illegal with it, but it just doesn't look great when that's happening. And Charlie's trying to you know, talk to the umpire and he's there kind of laughing at him. So, yeah. I'm guessing that'll be reviewed and you'll have a have a word to. But um, yeah. it didn't look great. It didn't look great. Um, it just frustrates me because yeah. if I'd seen that, I probably would have tried and stick up for Charlie and then given away a free kick in retaliation. And I yeah. don't know what players meant to do. If like there's certain players who can handle that stuff, and I'm saying that Charlie can't, but he he's that's not his game. He's not about that. He's yeah. you know very exciting player. He's yeah. quick and moves around plays very the ball. fast. Plays the ball. And obviously Stratton's there to do his job of trying to put him off his game. So I don't mind him yeah, yeah at like doing that at all. Yeah. It's just the umpire, yes or no, just just stop it then and there. Or just yeah. if that's if we can do that then 
Yeah. They'll be doing that next week for sure. And, and this isn't a knock on Stratton at all. I mean, he's one of the nah, game's he's actually, best leaders. I, actually, and, I, actually, yeah. I think he's captain of the club. I good actually like him. Good luck from all reports. Yeah, I actually like um, him. But but, and why wouldn't you do it? If you, if if you can get away with yeah, it, do it. If you get away with it. And if he's doing it right there in front of the umpire, all he has to do is go, you do that again, mate, it's a free kick. Yeah, like, I'd be doing it I'd be doing it as well. At the start of the year, we were told we can't throw punches. We obviously can't pinch. It's been like a Stone Age rule. Yeah. You just got to nip it in the bud straight away before it gets in a hand. And Yeah. Oh, yeah, so you, you wonder why people retaliate and end up throwing punches and stuff, like proper punches, and that's yeah. probably why. It's interesting. And, and obviously you touched on the, the, green, maggot co- the green maggot comment on... Uh, yeah, it's a strange over, one. Uh, ...the weekend. I, I think, um, to, to me, it's probably not the comment that's made such headlines. It's the manner in which it was handled. Yeah. Um, and and you've, you've read up on this a, a fair bit. So yeah. it, it looks as though, from the outside, that um, there's been some different storylines in terms of how it's actually eventuated well from what i've from what i've seen that it was handled the way that someone had been reported in the crowd and richmond just gave him a three-game ban for calling out green maggot to the umpire and and that's originated from obviously they you wear white in the back uh, relating to a maggot calling them white maggots um to me that's just <laughs> being a part of the game i know we want to um, stamp out that kind of stuff, like derogatory comments towards like players, umpires, you know, people in the crowd. Um, and it's a bit, I guess the AFL is a bit touchy at the moment in terms of, you know, trolling, online trolling and the way yeah. that looks in the game. Obviously, the Adam Goodson coming out soon. So they're kind of like trying to stamp that out. I think it's overdoing it with political correctness. Yeah. Um, yeah. But the thing is, I think the AFL told them they've got to do something or we're going to come over the top of you and, you know, give him a bigger ban or something like that. So yeah. I've seen that. So it's just kind of been handled weird. Um, and I saw Razor Ray talking about it on uh, radio that uh, he, he doesn't mind it. Like it's, you know, it's part of the game, not part yeah. of the game, but it's just part of the part of what's been happening for a long time. And I'm pretty sure the umpires wouldn't hear it to be honest. Like I, I've, some of the stuff I get caught over the fence. While I'm on the bench. Oh yeah. yeah I could go, I could go banning, a like banning half a team, like banning yeah. half the crowd. So yeah. Um, yeah, I'd send them in too. We'd love to know yeah, what they I, are. I'd I, love we'll to start read. trying to. We might do the mean tweets. Down. Yeah, yeah, mean segment. tweets, but just from the crowd. <laughs> yeah. I've, had, I've had a couple of great ones. Yeah, yeah. I get called yeah. prawn a lot, so that's that's pretty funny. Yeah, I think oh, I've got oh, good body oh, shithead. Yeah, yeah, I think um, I think the interesting element too is, as you mentioned, there is, um, and for those who who aren't aware, there's a real problem at the moment in grassroots footy in terms yeah. of getting um, umpires along umpires and people along. to commit to that kind of role. Yeah, and I suppose this doesn't help that situation. So I understand. It is a delicate situation for the AFL. Um, I, I like you. I probably don't have a strong stance on it. Um, but I, I don't. If they're going to ban people for that, then they've got to be. It's going to be consistent. It's going to be very consistent. Yeah. That's a three-game ban from a supporter. Like you can't just pick some of the crap because someone calling him a, like a mag. Like, you, what is a maggot any different to being called a dog? Like, yeah, and and that's probably where I, I'm not too sure where I sit on it. Yeah, that's why I'm not a big fan. I yeah. don't think you can go banning players specifically for oh, the players, uh, people in the crowd specifically saying. Um, you're a green maggot. Yeah, like. I mean, we got the best fans in the game. Um, I think and, we do. And, and All we can do is watch NBA and see Drake. Like he's a super fan. He's he does my head in. To be honest, I can't handle yeah, that guy. Yeah, he's uh, well, he's he's making the headways at the moment. While we're um, talking about um, umpires and officiating the game, what's your views on the goal review? Yeah, so this is interesting. Are you you're an NRL fan or not really? Oh no, I am. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah one hundred percent. Okay. Well, through with exclusive insight, we're lucky enough to work with a lot of the NRL boys yeah, and yeah. Um, even the NBA, where their yeah, review system is the game amazing. Like um, but look, I, I, no one wants to put their hand up and be accountable. I mean, for, for yeah. those who don't know, so 
I don't think we have a score review. I don't really. I don't think you can say that what we have is a score review because it's just a replay. Really, if, if it's yeah, if it's inconclusive, I've never seen anything been changed. Yeah, um, because of the revision. Yeah, uh, it's inconclusive, so nothing can ever be changed. But the problem is the high the high def slow mo vision that is accessible mm. um, and used for the lead into the breaks and, yeah. and other parts throughout the broadcast. Uh, the broadcasters don't want to pay for it. Uh, they're saying the AFL should be paying for it, and the AFL, from from all reports, are, are saying the exact uh, saying the opposite. You know, it's up to the broadcasters to supply that vision. I personally think, and this isn't going to make me popular with the AFL, but I, I think it's an integrity issue, like yeah. some of the commentary around it this week. So I, I kind of think the game needs to to take hold of it. Um, you can't tell me that if we don't have slow mo HD vision, that it's not going to significantly improve results. Yeah. Um, so right now, I don't think we have a score review. I think we have a replay system, which is just inconclusive. I think the way that it's just officiated and it, and it works is just a bit, um, bit out of date. Like, if I th- believe I touch the ball, and you can see you can see in the players' faces and like the players around the ball, um, if there's been a touch touch ball uh, for for a goal. So usually it's inconclusive, but if you can honestly see like fingers bending or the ball shape changing direction from a deflection, that it should just be check check the touch off the boot and check the goal line. Yeah, that's all you've got to look at. Yeah, nothing well, happens between then and there. I think the issue in these circumstances was that that vision wasn't reviewed. That's so, what I mean. They're, so they're checking the wrong. They're they, checking the wrong piece of footy. They're yeah. checking on the goal line, which is clearly a goal. But yeah. You got to just check two things: the boot and then the yeah. goal line. So I, I think in this circumstance, had it been a goal review, there would have been more time allocated to review the actual okay. both visions, because yeah, it's all well and good that all goals are reviewed, um, but there's only a forty-five seconds of fifty-second yeah. yeah. time period. So the goal hard. review official That's has to then look at it in a very quick manner, whereas if it's a score review, they, they can take up to a minute and a half. So that's the difference in terms of it actually mm. being reviewed. Now, on with you. Check both visions and, 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 and find out if it was touched. Especially if they go to ad um, break for a goal. But it's just, you have 45 seconds to check two pieces of footage. I can yeah. easily do that like that. What what didn't help is it was a Fox footy broadcast and obviously okay. there's no there's no break. So they're, they're actually watching the vision back as the yeah, as okay. it's been reviewed. And they're, yeah. they're, and they're, they're replaying talking, it they're talking about it. Yeah, saying, like, oh, why can't is, you see this? Yeah, this is uh, what's going on here. Where, are they looking at the same vision okay. as we are? So, it, so there's too many governing bodies in there. So they got the, the broadcasters and you got the actual... AFL. Yeah, so yeah. They got two bits of footage. Is that so what's happening? So the broadcast was showing the touch yeah. of the boot, and they're like, "Ah, oh, this is going to be." So the people know, in the bunker can't see that. Yeah, correct. Surely they can get uh, their hands on that footage. I don't know. It so just seems so ridiculous to me that you can't check a piece of footage that's been shown on TV. Yeah, and I think that's where the issue comes from. Is I look at it and say, I don't think we actually have a goal review yeah, system. Okay. I think we have a replay system yeah, where. Yeah. All the evidence is always inconclusive and no decisions yeah. get overturned. It's always umpire's call. Cool. Yeah. The amount of times is the you, we wait forty five seconds for a slide that comes up and says umpire's call, cool, I mean it 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 never ever changes the decision. So mm. I think at the moment it does need to be reviewed. I've got no doubt that it's going to be fixed by the end of the year. I'd have to um, be. We're, we're it's not going twice in two weeks. Yeah, so. we're not going into twenty twenty with the same goal review system. I, I can guarantee no. you that. And when you're a near billion dollar industry, you think you can like handle a little bit of money towards that. But let's just go spend that money in China instead because that seems like a great idea to do instead of fixing uh, the score review. But Okay, so we're going to be on opposite sides of the camp here. So you're not you're a all fan for of, it, eh? Well, I'm, I'm 100% all in for the game in China. I'd love... Okay, so it looked... I don't believe the whole bus 
busting's gone to another stadium. Like, yeah. I don't believe that. Yeah. I just think there's 26 million in Shanghai. You can't seem to fill a stadium. What's the point? Oh, yeah, Unless I, like there's a marketing department that needs to be sacked, yeah. or they should not advertise it properly. I, I don't but see. I don't think the crowd. Like, if there's twenty five thousand people in that stadium, I don't think that justifies the success of it being a, a good event or not. So what? Do, what does? Well, we're, we're we're there because we're trying to foster relations with our closest trade neighbour. Uh, Let's go and, to Bali and, then. Well, <laughs> I'm not against that either, <laughs> but the. Imagine how many players the amount of Australians, go play for a Bali team. Yeah, but the amount of Australians <laughs> with Chinese descent, I mean, I don't have the numbers on me, but I know they're significant and there's a key reason why the AFL is trying to tap into this market. Yeah, yeah. I'm not against... Oh, I'd take the game to India. I'd take the game to Europe. I'd take the game to America if we yeah. could. Now, we're not going to do that, but I can understand why the game is trying to innovate. Otherwise, we, we're, we're gonna, we, we are going to fall behind if we're not looking at things to diversify mm. and innovate. And we've got the greatest game in the world. How do we take this abroad? Because yeah. it's it's too good to just be played on this tiny island in the grand scheme of things. Yeah. And if, you know, we're oh, I guarantee you, and this is probably the other element too, is I don't think the TV rights deal will be the same as the most recent TV rights deal. I don't think the $2.5 billion that yeah, was signed... Yeah a couple of years ago is going to be the same figure that we're going to look at in a few years time. So we need to be finding other revenue strategies to grow the game. Otherwise it's going to hurt everyone. Yeah. Oh, yeah I do agree in that sense. I just see the fact that um, I look at it from right now perspective, like a St. Kilda, I think it was their home game. They sold for this. Yeah. And the Suns when I was there sold yeah, it. The Suns did it. Um, and Rocket hated it. Yeah. Every, of course the coaches hated wouldn't it. want to do it. Like he why did. would they? Because, Think about this. So St Kilda's fighting to have a, you know, be thereabouts in the top eight. They've sold their home game to go play in Shanghai. Half the, well, not half a team, like three or four players get ill. I don't know if it's food poisoning or just, you know, travelling bug or whatever yeah. it was. And then they get pumped by Port Adelaide. Like, they just go back a set where they could have had that game at, at Marvel Stadium, got another win on the board and go from there. I would hate to go play in Shanghai as a player. Like, I would. I'd like to yeah. frequent, frequent fly points. If yeah. it's Virgin, then, yeah. Of course, I'd love yeah, that. Yeah, but I'd hate. I would honestly hate doing that. Yeah. Um. If it was maybe they they give you the game at the end of the year, where it's say they give it to the you know a couple of teams that aren't playing for the final spot, then I understand that. Like a later game in the year, like around 22, 23, you know, 21, 22. Yeah. I don't mind that. Yeah. But in the middle of the season where the business needs to get done, I think it's just bad timing. Didn't look great on TV. I actually watched the game and I turned it off for like halfway through. Yeah. Um. It just stunk of unprofessionalism in, in my opinion like I just didn't like it. I do understand that we need to grow the game go check out other places we've had plenty of um, exhibition games in England and America and all that kind of stuff I just yeah. think they need to get those things right before they just go it just feels like they just threw a game in there and yeah go play over there that's it yeah I, on my on, that's just me seeing like I didn't see any advertising about it I think when Gold Coast went there and it was like all up in the news like doing the jumper reveals, yep. not wearing the number four because it's, you know, uh, a bad number for them over there. Like, there's so much discussion about all these things and then it just feels like two teams went over there and played and that was it. Yeah, yeah. No one in the crowd, it's just empty seats. Yeah. A couple of buses went to the wrong stadium. How many bloody stadiums are there in Shanghai? Yeah, yeah, and, and a lot of work's been done. Probably behind the, the probably behind the scenes. Yeah. Like, there has been a lot of work done. It's just, yeah. I think there's so many facets that just weren't done right. And, and you touched on it there. I think Mick Warner on Talking Footy Channel 7 Monday night said, you know, it's a seven hundred thousand dollar game that they sell, and they probably net 
somewhere yeah, between four hundred fifty to four hundred thousand. So it's good, it's good money. It's, it's it's a sponsor. Do that but round, Do that later in the round if they if they're like for teams that aren't playing. Finals. Yeah, but but are you putting money ahead of premiership points because? I don't disagree with you. If that game's played at Marvel Stadium... Um, I think would have a lot better chance to win that game. They have a lot better... And, and it changes the narrative of the, of the season. For a coach who's under pressure... I'd be flat uh, as if that happened to Brisbane. Yeah. That's, that's what I'm saying. Like, a player's perspective, I'd hate to go do that right now. Uh, yeah. Like, flying over there and then coming back, you're just so fatigued. Like, I did a Perth trip and, like... I'm not just saying it because um, we lost the game in Perth. I was buggered when I got back yeah, yeah we're not allowed to talk about that as players we can't be like oh, I'm fatigued for the flight yeah, you know, we, we stuffed oh, man I'm stuffed <laughs> yeah. and we had like a lot of week on the track last week and that kind of freshened us up for the Hawthorne game but in, internally I would have been making excuses for myself if we lost yeah. against Hawthorne because yeah. I was actually and that could have been while we started slow I have no idea and yeah. I don't want to go throwing that there because it looks like I'm making excuses but I was yeah, during the week I was buggered yeah. You can ask Emma if you really want to yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Emma yeah yeah oh that's funny that's all good that's so good Emma after Perth. On, after Perth. Oh, yeah, really bad. Yeah. So even mum flew up here and <laughs> like, so Friday I was so grumpy. I was just buggered. I was so, that you're talking it. to his mic. So yes, yes, yeah. I was fatigued. Yes, I'm very fatigued. Very fatigued. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, see? Yeah, so I just see that, that, that um, Shanghai trip as a massive fail. Yeah. And I honestly think, yeah, it would be great if it was later in the year and it, the game was didn't really have any, um, you know, Real points in the line type thing. Yeah, I'm all for it though. Like if later, in, like that's the only time I'd I'd really like yeah. to. Couple oh. teams that aren't going to make finals go yeah. over there and start growing the game. Yeah, oh, I'm not disagreeing with everything you're saying. Um, well, oh, sorry, they probably are leading to the they probably are leading to the buyers or well, some of those Port Adelaide and St Kilda. They? They, they are. Yeah, no, that's, that's why. Kind of so that's okay, why. That's yeah, why yeah. they've tried to do it. And I know they did it with Gold Coast as well. Yeah. Okay. I. I just I think I think the game needs to happen. I'm not disagreeing that no, it I agree. shouldn't happen. I actually agree that it should happen, yeah. just not this yeah. time. Not, yeah. not for four points in the middle of the year when yeah. it matters a lot. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. So I can I can absolutely see that. Yeah. Um some other talking points that I know we'll and keep now, to, to yeah, address. Talking about the buy, I guess. Yes, yep. So leading into the, the buy. So your your view is obviously some players obviously do go away and, and, and use it as an opportunity. I think all players actually go away and use it as an opportunity to to to, to, refresh. A, to refresh and, and rest up and, and I suppose start to prepare for the second half of the season. Other players p- potentially use it as, a, as an opportunity to, to think about their futures beyond 2019. Is that right? 100%. Um, so I lift the lid here because yeah, this is a, this this is, is a people's this is a, Yeah, this is a people's podcast yeah. coming from a player. I know for a fact that – so players will take the bye week as, a, as an opportunity to go talk to other clubs, um, yeah. contract negotiations, um, you always use the buy as a halfway mark of the year and you can base a lot off that. Um, so for me, if I was going to talk to another club, I'd say, look, what are my stats? What am I doing? Um, how's the team I'm going for? You kind of really look past 2019 and see where I where I can fit into other teams mm-hmm. and who's struggling, who probably needs you, etc. So players use this time, yes, to rest and recover, but they can also do some things behind the scenes to just see how they're going to go the year after. Um, and it's probably the only time you can do it really. So. Yep. Um, lifting the lid, right lifting the here. lid. So yeah, it's trade wow. period. Trade period um, kind of starts mid year for a lot of for a lot of people, for a lot of players, and for all the all the all the ones that you see, um, speculation starts now, and it, it could be a bit too early speculation, yeah. but and we've seen com- some players, yeah, and we yeah. see some players like like the GWS players. Their names are always thrown up because yeah. you know they play for the GWS, and yeah. um, they might be returning. We want to return home, or they're at a contract. That kind of like Coniglio, you got Cameron, always linked to Geelong. I don't know how many players they can bloody fit into their team. Yeah, um, they're taking a few. Yeah. And I saw yeah. um, Scott's interview the other night, and he he, he like, laughed a little bit about it too. So, 
So players are always getting linked in this time of year, and you wonder why. So this yeah. like the journalists and reporters aren't dumb. Like they know. I think they should yeah. know as well that um, it happens. I'd be looking at a lot of the flights if you yep. can. Okay. Go, yep. You're not virgin. Oh, who's um flying into Melbourne this week? I got to ask for a friend. Yeah. So that's yeah. what I'd be doing. But yeah, it's, it's it's a real thing. A lot of players who talk to other clubs this time of year. You just got about hundred. Journalists that are heading to the Virgin Lounge right now. <laughs> Straight to the Virgin Lounge and going <laughs> from there. <laughs> nah, but it's a thing, yeah. So um, thankfully I'm, I'm flying to Melbourne and flying back straight yeah, away. Yeah. So. Absolutely. And I was keen to actually put this on the agenda a couple of weeks ago, but we decided yeah. to wait. And it ties into to trade period and, yeah. and obviously even the coaching um, uh, situation that's happening around the league at the moment. And it, it probably comes again through my passion of watching US sports in particular the NBA yeah. and around salaries yep. and, and how player salaries are, are made available um, during the season and, and, and throughout the year now I'm keen to know where you sit because it has been mentioned at times and we're putting this on the agenda we're not we're not excusing that um, around the notion of player salaries actually being available to the public okay. so Every player, every coach, we'll extend it to the coach and even the CEO if, we, if, 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 if you want to throw everyone in the same boat about salaries being made public. Where would you sit if that was to, to be raised? Uh, I think this question has been thrown up like a lot of years that I've been in the AFL. I've always seen like a little snippets of it, but it's never been really um, touched on heavily. It's got its pros and cons for sure. Pros are um, for players specifically like me, um, knowing – what I can bargain with, uh, contract negotiations would be great to un- to know what other players are on, um, how many coffees they should be buying you um, at lunch. Yeah, yeah. Who's who Char- shouted is Charlie Cameron? Come on, mate. Lift who shouted is who shouted is? Yeah. So there's a lot of pros in it. Um, contract negotiations definitely help um, keeping play keeping people accountable. Um, if they're playing up to the standards, what they should be earning. Um, the cons are definitely more pressure to perform um, players own we like we talk to our manager and say we think we deserve this and then the managers go do their job that's why we pay them four percent of our contracts Um, they get that job done and we just play footy so you can probably have a look at the boy case he you know was on million dollars a year um, probably wasn't performing at his best for a lot of those years uh, to justify what he was earning Um, stress pressure um, yep. I'm not going to say that's what led to um, depression or anything, but you've got to be you'd be silly not to think that it plays a part in it. Yeah, oh, had a lot of media yeah. scrutiny around what he was earning and how, what his yeah. output and, was. So and he opened up about that on the website. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, there you go. You can check that interview out on the website. Um, so there's a lot of things that come with it, and people don't need to know what I'm earning. Like if someone knows what I'm earning just because I play a sport, this is a job for me. AFL. That's yeah. most my job. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not one of those players who. Um, absolutely love the game, playing the game. I get frustrated a lot. I, like my down days are down and my up days are pretty high. But yeah. um, when I leave the club, I come home and I switch off. That's because yeah. it's my job. Yeah. Um, yeah. So for people to know what I'm earning, which isn't what the average money is, I can categorically yeah. tell you that I'm not on the average wage, which yeah. is meant to be three hundred and seventy odd thousand dollars. Yeah. That's where it can be skewed. A lot of players, a lot of people in the public can think, oh, that's what they're earning. Every average player is earning that or 500 grand. Yeah. Like, that's not it. Like, yeah. you might have yeah. one or two players who are earning 800, 900 or have three or four of those players. I think the salary is 12 million. I think it is. Yeah, eight or 12, somewhere. Uh, between between eight and 12 million. So yeah. it's not it's not what you think it is. Um, yeah. Across 44 players. Across 44 well. players yeah. on a list. So yeah. the difference is very big Yeah. Um, to the best players and the, the, the lower yeah. players and the, the role yeah. players, if you want to talk about that. But this is what I think. This is where the benefit comes in. I think people gain a better understanding. We always yeah. talk about the salary cap, oh, yeah. the salary cap, but people don't actually stop to realise 
not everyone can be on 500,000. Exactly. Not everyone has the $370,000 wage. Yeah. You know, I remember talking about this with Rodney Eater a couple of years ago where there was the increase in the CBA. Yeah. So I think there was... In a, the players' payment, they went, up, they went up a couple percent. Yeah, but as Rocket was telling me, he said, look, you've got to understand that extra percentage just goes to the top tier yeah. players anyway because now there's extra bargaining yeah. power. When that came in, play the con- if you had a smart manager, he had that already in your contract as a clause. If the if that went up, um, the player's payment would go up. I think I think it went up probably 2%. I'm not mm. 100% sure, but the players would automatically get that. So it just adds on to what you're already on. So yeah. no one goes, oh, I want that guy's 2% of his you know new payment that's coming in. Like You just yeah. automatically get that if yeah. you had it in your contract, of course. If not, it's yeah. just sitting there. Yeah, but it's got its pros and cons. I'm all for it. I don't actually care because then I can see where I sit in you know in a club, and it's it is a personal thing too. If you're getting paid X amount of money, and someone's there's a lot of he say she say, oh, what's he on? He's probably on this much. I've heard this. He might have told someone, and that's like it's a lot of mouth, um, word of mouth. Yeah, you don't actually know unless they tell you to your face. Yeah, so it's one of those things that. For contract negotiations, and in my situation where I'm on one-year deals now, it's kind of one of those things that I can, you know, kind of bargain with and see where I sit in the team and and that kind of thing. But in all honesty, I'd, a lot of players would be, especially players that are on a lot of money, they'd be like saying yeah. no. Yeah. And even the coaches, yeah. man, I've seen like yeah. things run up in the paper with coaches earning two million. Yeah, I think they'll throw it like uh, this is all like newspaper, so yeah. let's not yeah. believe everything you read. But yeah. like if I think it's Ross Lyon, Clarkson, those ones in the hunt for the job. That are getting thrown crazy cash out. So yeah, but yeah, pros and cons. There's a lot of lot of things that come with it. Um, a lot of stressful. It'd be stressful for a lot of players, and it'd probably lead to more um, depressing issues. I think so. Yeah. I'm all for it though. If you want to release it, release it. Doesn't bother yeah. me. That's that's us done. I think that's yeah, that's, that's done. us done. Tune it's in for the question and answers. It will yep. be uploaded later in the week. You're probably on a Thursday, um, Friday. Absolutely. We're we're, uh, we're going to be doing fan Q and A. Um, and make for, sure we answer those comments. fan questions. We actually had a great response on the on the instagram page yeah so we're gonna answer those in a minute off this one but um yeah no it's been it's been a good good start i think to our, our podcast careers oh um, we're flying we are flying we appreciate everyone tuning in it's been uh, it's been fun it gives me something to live for on my day off but um, yeah no appreciate you coming up again mate it's been a big week hopefully this uh, episode goes well uh, you can get us on itunes you can check it on spotify youtube soundcloud but just just, just watch iTunes. If you're not even gonna watch, if you're not gonna listen on iTunes, just, just click on it anyway. Subscribe. Just we'll have some prizes. We'll start doing some yeah, stuff. Yeah, we should. I've got shit everywhere. Yeah, even out. We'll start hitting up some prizes. Yeah, and, and making it and and let the people let us know about this. Yeah, no, we got a big game this week. My birthday on Friday. We're playing Colton on this weekend. It's a big game. Saturday, one forty-five, I believe. Um, we've got a Hall of Fame dinner after that, so hopefully yes. we get a win and go to that uh, with all smiles. So. Looking forward to it. Playing as Mob Mob. Hopefully get a win. Um, and go into the mid-break with eight and four. Looking forward to it. Peace out, Mitch Town. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.